Yo. That shit never gets old, yo. What's going on, party people? How y'all doing out there? Welcome back to another episode of the Informally Honest Podcast. We are four brothers minus one today. Shout out to Marcus. We love you, brother. Uh, from the middle neighborhood of Gary, Indiana, who come together to converse and chop it up over a uh smorgasbord of topics mm, mm. um i'm gonna okay, run out you of words your, real okay, you, yeah you you and your s bag you and your s bag <laughs> today i got you <laughs> uh and um we we usually just like to converse and really try to um we use this as a means to learn more about each other and we want to encourage y'all to do the same uh how you prompt each other there could be people you know all your life or people that you are just meeting and you know, you you think you may know everything about them and you may not. Uh, we are friends of over 20 years and going on 30 and uh, in, in a few to be actually uh, true. But yeah, uh, we come together for that reason and that reason alone. Uh, and yeah, I fucked up this intro. So we're just gonna live it. <laughs> we informal. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, at the root of everything and every conversation that we have, we like to pride ourselves on being forthright, vulnerable, and most of all, honest. Hence why we are, are the informally honest podcast. Right. So, fellas, um, this past week that has uh, that has transpired. Uh, have you lived up to any of those three principles? Have you applied them in your life? How you feeling, uh, Adam? Uh, I can't think of anything off the top. Uh, I don't know if this counts for anything, but uh, so I've been driving back and forth to uh, Illinois the past few weeks, mm -hmm. which comes with dealing with the, the drivers of Illinois, which <laughs> <laughs> isn't fun. <laughs> but um, so yesterday I almost got ran off the road by some clown. Uh, oh, shit. So I'm driving, I'm in like the far right lane, just, you know, driving mm -hmm. down the highway. And this guy, I guess, was trying to get to the exit. But instead of just like slowing down well before the exit, he tried to like come yeah, over a lane. <laughs> yeah. And I was, dri I was driving right. I was going past the exit. So it was like, I was like right in that area where you, right before you get into the exit. Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking the exit. I was just, you know what I'm saying? Like in that lane. Yeah, yeah, because you either take the S or keep straight, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So this guy, or I think it was a woman actually, uh, she swerves. She, she's switching lanes. I don't know. Maybe she didn't see me. I don't know. But I drive a big white pickup truck, so I feel like it's kind of hard not to see. Um, so anyway, so I slam on my brakes and start skidding and trying to keep it from like spinning out. Spinning out, out yeah. That so was definitely going back and forth, but I was able to keep it, you know, under control and just stop for like a minute and kept going, but. It's like what I told Kirsten because I told her about it. I was like, I was actually, I don't know why I was thinking this, but like legitimately seconds before that, I was actually thinking like, man, it'd be messed up if like if I got into an accident because I was I was working at the time. I was actually like on the clock, if you want to call it that. But like mm -hmm. I was running like an errand or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was on my way back to the office space, whatever you want to call it. HQ. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was back going back to the building in that process. And I was like, what if something happened? I, that would suck. And like literally seconds after that, I almost get, wow. <laughs> ran into a ditch. <laughs> Gotta watch your thoughts, man. You manifest. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> yes, sir. You get to use that in a positive yeah. sense. I know, dude. Right. With those powers, <laughs> go ahead and start investing. Yeah. <laughs> money with those powers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Ada? Man, it's actually really interesting that you said that because I drive for a living and <laughs> my vulnerable moment was I caused an accident. Oh, uh, shit. this past week now, it was more like more like a fender better nobody got yeah. hurt or anything um but it still was my fault you know and it and it involved merging and uh, <laughs> these big white vans do have blind spots but it was really just a matter of me misjudging the other drive her speed and like how close she was in my mirror to me so i thought i could merge over just fine but it was nothing nothing fine about the experience <laughs> nothing found about what came next <laughs> about it um and by the time i Recognized, I tried to like swear, but it was too late. So like I clipped her side mirror and like scratched a little bit of her, her side of her car. Shit. 
yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's fucked up in general, but it's more, I suppose, because that's my, like, that is my gig. <laughs> like, my gig <laughs> is to drive. So they're expecting things like that not to happen. But at the same time, I mean, you try not to have accidents happen, but that's why they call it accident. You try not to have them. You know, you try not to have them. You yeah. try to have some integrity and shit um, when they do happen. Right. Help the person out and shit. And it happened to be like rain, like, like southern, southern torrential rain storm happening at the same day. It was a tornado warning and shit. It just wasn't the best situation. And then <clears throat> that threw me off of my route. So I ended up waiting five hours to get actually on my route for the day to work. Uh, and it was crazy because like I had just finished my product. So I, I run product and then I jump on the residential routes. I just finished my product delivery and I had the thought to go home because it's maybe 10 minutes or less from where I live to use the bathroom. I was like, you know, yo, let me take a shit at home. <laughs> so you run it's hard product? to find you running product these days, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I just like to take a shit at home. Cause like you know, with the driving job, that's the thing. You either have to stop at a gas station, a grocery store, or like a porta potty or something. Like it's not the best for using the restroom. It is not. Yeah. So, and at the last minute, I was, you know what? No, I can get through the day without it. So then that's when I switched my thoughts and tried to merge, and this shit happened. I should have just enjoyed this shit at home. <laughs> so you know, hung out with my girl for a bit, whatever. But so that was a vulnerable moment, and then of course job wasn't happy i ended up setting myself back i didn't start my route to five hours later five mm. hours later waiting on roadside assistance and everything because of the storm a lot right. of crashes and whatnot i set other people back because they finished their route and they had to help me with mine so it was just like a uh domino effect a domino effect exactly so it set a lot of folks back no one's happy about it Shit happens but at the same time one of the blessings of it was is that like it reminded me of this quote that uh, Jim Carrey said when he was giving like a commencement speech to some university. He was like, "You could, you could fail or mess up at what you don't." He said, "What you don't love, but essentially what you don't have a natural liking for." Mm. So you might as well go and try what you do have a natural liking for because you could fail at both of them. And how that pertains to me is like I j immediately like that same day I jumped on like dying more because I've been, I told you guys I've been having fun with it. Just, I jumped on <laughs> dying more. That sounds terrible. Let me clear it up. <laughs> I jumped on like more artistic ventures that I was already having fun with. Mm. Now I'm like finding oh, ways to like, okay. like, like, like <laughs> I say, if I say tie dye and make everybody gets it immediately, but I don't tie it. I'm just like dying the shirt. So, but the point is like, I'm no more excuses. Gone are the excuses of like me not doing what I have a natural liking for, at least on the side and just seeing where it could go anymore. Because mm. I already see I'm one mistake away of somebody hitting the button and saying, yo, you no longer have the funds to pay for your bills because you're fired. One mistake away. So I'm like, I might as well at least put a little more energy into the shit that I'm really having fun with, mm. you know, that I've yeah. been doing since I since I met you guys. So there's a, you know, gift and a curse in a way so that's real a little vulnerable man but you know, we got through it <laughs> right right um for myself uh i had a i had a situation with a really good friend where um she was having a vulnerable moment of of triggering uh that didn't really have to do with me but it was just a uh, associated um trauma <laughs> and so we uh we we linked up um a couple of days ago when we we're able to hash it out um but it was nice to be able to give her the space to do that because i didn't have any like like yo what, what, what what's your what's your beef like what's your issue like why are you going through all of this it was more like cool like we're clear i have nothing to do with what you're going through right okay <laughs> you want to talk to this cool like what, what's, what's up and so um wasn't necessarily a it it was forthright on my behalf as far as being able to give her the space uh she was the one being vulnerable and yeah we continue to be thick as thieves so, okay side note never got that saying don't really know why uh <laughs> are, are, are thieves naturally thick 
<laughs> that is a oh, no. very good question. That, yo, that's that's one to ponder as much as the string theory concept. Like, do, do, <laughs> like, do uh do people who practice thievery normally have the yams? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just if they all happen to grow up on chicken and beer. <laughs> that's it. Or maybe like like maybe criminals just have better friendships. They're just like, they, like there's a friend, those friendships last longer. I don't know. I, f- I feel like there's there's an implicit trust that's supposed to ha- be supposed to exist in that uh in that relationship. It's like a it's like a trust and a distrust that always happens that's implied. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to balance the two. <laughs> Which would I mean that's not thick though. That's like. I don't know what what would be the ideal consistency. Man, that's a really good question. I'm gonna say, uh, so you got like the whipped cream out of a bottle, out of like the uh, like the can, the, the what's it? I think it's called, think it's called uh, Ready Whip. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the more like homemade whipped cream that's slightly more thick. It just it just tastes more. It just tastes more like less generic. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's something like that, or like in between the two. It's, it's okay. Okay, I got you. So, so it's the difference between store bought and like you know homemade. homemade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, homegrown. <laughs> you got that homegrown? No seeds. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because uh, um, to kind of piggyback on that, I'm gonna try a transition. I'm probably gonna fail. Um, <laughs> uh, my friend was going through uh, uh, that trauma, and so. Not that it necessarily was a scary moment, but what would you say is one of the scariest moments you can recollect in your life? I'll take this one, Adam, because uh, like something comes to mind immediately unless you are ready to go. No, you can. All right. Well, see, how did this start? I This was years ago. I think my older brother was still in high school, so I must have been like, maybe eighth or ninth grade or something. Mm. And I used to go, that's like my older brother, older sister were living with my grandparents at the time. And my brother, Chris and I, younger brother and I would go and visit. That's just how it was via adoption, legalities and shit. So <clears throat> my older brother had a girlfriend at the time and she had brothers and sisters who I was kind of hanging with. And every so often we would go to their house because you know my older brother hanging with his girl, blah, blah, blah. So one time while I was there, her younger brother and I got the bright idea because it was like dark at the time to like to ding dong ditch, <laughs> which we all I think we we all know what that is, right? Yeah, most yeah. of us, I'd say, know what that AKA is. AKA nigga knocking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> precisely. <laughs> um, and we do it so, so, so at this point, like before the encounter, we've been doing it for at least an hour, but like. In like areas, it, it's wise to do areas far away from where you live or far enough away from where you live to where you feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then we get, we get, we, this last one's a little bit closer to where they're living. Just on the way. We were like, you know what, yo, let's just get one more. This shit's fun. Like it's adrenaline rush, whatever. Typical uh, youth um, foolery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now I'm, I'm guessing that the people, in the house must have been hearing us already. And mm. I don't know if somebody had been trying to steal something off their porch previously and they just assumed we were too, but they had been hearing us. Uh, it's, it's my understanding. I'll tell you why. So so we go up to do it. And then right at that moment, uh, Stevie, who, who's a little boy's name, uh, for some reason, he just, he was like, you know, I'm gonna let you do this one. And then I'll get the, like, I think we were gonna split up and like do two and then just dip or whatever. Mm. So he's on the sidewalk there. I run up there, their lawn, and I just I go to press the doorbell. And before my motherfucking finger hits the doorbell, this dude comes running out of the fucking house with a baseball bat. And it just caught me off guard. It caught me so off guard that like I cowered immediately, yo. Like I I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to run away. I just like cowered on his porch. It was like, yo, I'm so I'm so sorry. Man. And, and in that moment, I just remember being. That was probably one of the moments where I was the most fearful in my life. I just mm. like my immediate reaction was was to cower. 
<laughs> and curl up. This, there was a, nothing, and it was just, it was just, I, I did it. With, I cowered with gusto. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so his wife, he's like, I'm a fuck, you know, and he's yelling, he's yelling, and then eventually I catch on to what he's saying, and I'm like, yo, he thinks that we were trying to steal some of his stuff on his porch, like his grill and stuff. I'm like, no, dog, we're just fucking ding dong ditching. No, I don't give a fuck about your. I don't even live here. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have a car, dog. I'm not. Gonna, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay. I'm just. I was like, you know, the whole time, just like, yo, we were just vandalizing. We were just joking. And his wife comes out. I was like, calm down, calm down. She was like calming him down. And then finally, I jump up and run away. He chases me for a little bit, and then he stops. I'm like, okay, I'm cool. So by that time, Stevie was already at the crib. I was like, Stevie, fuck, I don't even know when he left. That motherfucker was gone. He, he was nowhere in sight, yo. And I, but, but by the time I got to their house, my brother Brandon was out. And that, that's like maybe when he was not in his prime because I was from more, more college, but he was already like, he was already ready to go and like used to handling motherfuckers for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he was already out of the house at that time because Stevie had gotten him. Because that, mm-hmm. like, that was just... It was either police or Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, <laughs> I'm about to get my ass whooped. So I see Steve there, and I'm obviously like, "Yo, where the fuck did you go?" Anyway, I'm explaining it to him, and then the dude comes running down. I guess he had seen me. He comes running down to their house, and then he like he's like yelling and shit, and then he sees my brother walk up, and he's like, "Be cool, be cool." <laughs> and you know, I went I went from cowardice. To the motherfucking king of the jungle. <laughs> so, 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 in that moment, bro. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, if I had enough, if I had a little more time, I was gonna fuck you up. I swear. To you. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it, it all ended up being squashing. Like the dude obviously didn't do shit. Once he, who knows if he would have whipped my ass if, right. if my brother wasn't there though. But he like he caught the shit got super and a good amount of ease transpired. <laughs> when he saw my brother walk up, but you know, anyway, it all, it all squashing. Like I was, we eventually explained to the dude that like, dog, we genuinely don't care about your grill, bro. You know, like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was, I know, I know, dog. Grill up some Franks. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm in eighth grade. Come on, yeah, bro. Like, I don't care about your fucking grill. So yeah. we explained it to him at all. You know, it was it's, it's a thing of the past, but that was one of the moments where I was where I vividly remember being just like from start to finish of him like going into attack mode. I just immediately was fear there mm-hmm. to the la- to the very last minute. It was wild, man, and like an adrenaline rush. You know, mm-hmm. it was wild, but yeah, here to here to tell the story, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> I um, I. Fear is always kind of a weird thing for me because um, I think every time my life has always been al- almost been like at stake or been at stake, I've never been like, oh, no, like I like hydroplaning into the back of a semi talking about car accidents. Like I remember going, well, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like as I'm as I know. There's no stopping this. I've tried turning. The wheels are going. I'm like, I'm going to hit this fucking truck. And I was like, <laughs> damn. Like, like it, was, it was like I didn't have like, oh God, please. Like my life didn't flash before my eyes. None of that shit happened. Yeah. Um, That's a good point, man. I, I think that not to uh, forgive me for cutting you off, but no, you good. I, I felt like that was uh I felt like you probably just had a level of acceptance of like, yo, there's not that much I could do here. Oh, absolutely. But <laughs> you know, my my acceptance. I don't know if it's like a solace of, well, you know, I lived a good life. It's like, eh, <laughs> guess this is it. Like, it's, it's it's more of a, all right, well, that was fun, I guess, at some point. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, uh, uh, as far as like, I guess it was a moment of fear, but it was more like a collective fear thing. Like if people around me are going through a fearful thing, then maybe I'll like be empathetic and take on some of their fear. So it was one time uh, I was with some friends and we were in the woods uh, and smoking. And so a little higher. And then we hear like a, a twig crack in the actual like it's on a uh, it's like a, a center or whatever. Uh, but we hear a twig crack in the like woodsy part of it. And then everybody's like, you know, weed paranoid and uh 
like we all shining flashlights and shit like that in the woods. And then uh, one of the homies, it was it was me, one guy, two girls. Uh, uh, the guy goes, I see eyes, I see eyes. And then flashes his light and you like see eyes. So we don't know if it's a deer, we don't know if it's a bear. We just know <laughs> some large, tall, uh, statuesque animal is looking at us. And so then we all turn around and start running. <laughs> But after about three steps, we didn't know that we were on a hill. <laughs> and so the hill was going, let's, like, if we're running, let's say we're running north, uh, the pathway is north and south. Uh, the hill is north and south. The hi- We ran west. So we ran mm-hmm. off the hill. And it was on some cartoon shit because the girls immediately fell. <laughs> and so it's like it was literally like we all start running and like everybody's in sight line and you just see the girls like disappear below you <laughs> and i say cartoon shit because i'm i'm my feet are still going thank you uh king, yeah. king fo- football practice because even though there's no ground under me i was like as long as my feet keep going by the time yeah, the ground dude. comes back i'm okay <laughs> and so adrenaline is tall like i'm uh, like my feet hit the ground i'm still booking it and then i realized the girls are not with us at all and so then i turn around and i see them and i can still i I think i still see eyes in the distance so i run back go get them pick them up and like try to keep on running and then they fell again and i was like yo y'all can't this is not this is not a murder film and y'all gotta stop being white women (laughs) 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 this is why niggas die first in all the movies because y'all doing this shit uh but yeah and so that was probably a moment of like legit i guess fear (laughs) and i say i'm not scared of shit we all know i got arthrophobia like i can't fuck with anything with six eight legs i got i i have fear but that was a moment of like oh this is a, a major fear that we could be like mauled by a bear or some shit so, where was this? That was gonna be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, where was this? It was either like Atlanta or hmm. South Carolina. I don't think it was South Carolina. Oh, okay. Well, if if it was either of those two, was the eye, those eyes were somebody were probably somebody from the KKK. <laughs> 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 okay. Nah, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I was curious uh, because um, if you were like in Indiana, I was like, well, it probably wouldn't be a bear, but down there, you definitely could have been a bear. Yeah, it was yeah. somewhere. It was somewhere south. Okay. It, it might have, it was either outside of Atlanta or outside of Oklahoma. I can't remember which one. Okay, or it was, you. it was in Oklahoma or it was in Georgia. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So I guess I'll go. For me, man, like I'm kind of like you. It's like I don't really scare easily. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like even times when I should be scared, I'm like kind of just like whatever. Um, <laughs> like I remember when when I was in in Afghanistan, I wasn't there for very long. I was only there for a few months, but so it was very common for you know the insurgents. <laughs> I guess you. <laughs> uh, it was very common for them to shoot um, mortars and rockets, whatever. Mm. In the direction of the base. I mean, it's, they rarely ever hit anything, but that was uh, definitely a thing they did. So, um, and for me, I was, you know, just a mechanic. So I, I never left, I never went outside the wire or anything. I didn't go on missions. Um, so for me, so I never had to worry about that, that level of fear, because that seems like that would be scary driving around the, the desert <laughs> in Afghanistan, having to deal with like roadside bombs and ambushes and stuff. So I'm sure. I'm glad I never had to deal with that, but you know, the, the little bit of uh, the little bit of war, I guess you could say that that I, the only bit of that I ever dealt with was, like I said, they they would shoot rockets or or um, mortars. I, I'm pretty sure there's more of a mortar than a rocket, <laughs> but um, what's a mortar? So, have you seen like in movies where like that they will have like those tubes and then they will drop? Ah, like, the thing okay, that's what I thought it might be. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So they would shoot those at the base a lot, especially on holidays for some reason. It was like, it's like, because I think I was there, was I there over Christmas? Um, 
I forgot what I don't know if I was there for Christmas or not. Maybe Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving. I was there, mm. and I remember like them shooting like ten off that day, which is is rare. Typically, if they do anything, it'd be like one or two. But bro, really, how close are they getting to the base? If you don't mind sometimes, me, asking. sometimes they hit the base. Honestly, uh, like people y'all died. Just, <laughs> y'all just sleeping through this? Like, well, well, well. They have this like alarm system uh, that kind of okay. tracks. It it'll it it actually tracks where I think it tracks where it takes off from. I don't know. I think actually I think it tracks where it takes off from and where it lands, actually. Oh, we sure. actually have this uh system. I wanna call I wanna say it's called CRAM. It's an acronym for something. I could be messing that up, but it's essentially it can sense I, I'm guessing like heat signatures is my guess, and it'll shoot it down, which happens sometimes. Um, and they're like around the base. Uh okay. Sometimes wow. they don't sometimes they don't catch it's technology so sometimes it doesn't work every single time right and a lot of times they'll they'll shoot 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 a mortar sometimes it won't even land on the base but because it's close to it it'll still pick it up so mm. there's a lot of, there's a lot of false alarms with that too and a lot of their equipment is like old soviet stuff from like the 70s that <laughs> that don't even work so you know but i i would say the first time that i witnessed that i I guess you could say i was kind of scared but that that quickly wears off because like like i said the odds of something happening are actually pretty slim like they have definitely hit the base and actually blown stuff up people actually been injured before but it's it's still very rare though Uh, and it's a gigantic base almost like a small town (laughs) so it's like the odds of it it hitting me on this day is like yeah, I guess after a thousand times of not being hit, you're like, okay, it's super rare yeah. that it's gonna actually hurt somebody. Yeah, because it, it goes from like you being like when you first get there, or, or you first experience it, because people go back multiple times. But when you first experience it, it's a little like, oh wow. But then, like I said, after like the first two or three, you're kind of like, if you're like, say you're off work and you're in your little room, whatever, maybe you're on your computer, you just you don't even pay attention to it anymore. <laughs> Wow, you just turn up the volume on a YouTube video, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I would say that that first experience is kind of scary, and I think I might have mentioned this other story before. But I'm not going to say the whole story because I think I have talked about it. But there was a time in Puerto Rico where me and Kirsten got when well, I wouldn't say she didn't do anything. I got the car stuck. Um, <laughs> I remember. I remember that. I remember you. Yeah. yeah. So that 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 might have been to this day. I think that might have been my scaredest, and not that I was in a dangerous situation it was more so i rented this uh rental car and didn't have any insurance on it that was the scary mm-hmm. the scary part I'm like man mm-hmm. i have to buy a car <laughs> <laughs> yo so it's super interesting how i'm like thinking about what what popped up when you guys spoke when we all like telling these stories it's like man how i have responded in different situations and all of them you would think you should typically the idea is like you should be scared or you're expected to be scared. But in each situation, I responded differently. It's really interesting, man. Life is mm. really interesting that way. Like why be respond with fear in this one and the other one not? Because like I had a, um, I was actually with Chris, my, my little brother, Chris, driving back from IEPUI, I think, because y'all know he went to Purdue mm. and, it, and it fairly close. So we were driving up for the for the holidays. And this truck is this big, you know, the snow all over the 65. At the point where like, you no one should be driving because it's it's just one of those blizzards where no one should be driving. Literally every major car accident I've ever had has been on I-65. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Damn. It's crazy. Damn <laughs> truck is cut the semi's coming near us, and he's driving. Like I'm talking about at least 30 miles an hour, no more. And we hit some black ice and just spin out. We do two mm. full 360s and we land in the oncoming semi. <laughs> Lane. <laughs> 360 flat spans. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can see Adam Tracy is like, you hit that 720 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, we just drive away. And I remember not being, I remember, like, not freaking out. It's weird. We could have easily died, but I, I just, I remember looking at Chris because he, maybe it's different because he was the one holding the wheel. You know, he was the one holding the wheel. Maybe that was a little different as well, like, in regards to him feeling more responsible. But, He's like, oh shit. And I'm like, yo, we're gonna be it's cool, it's cool. Just hold on. We cool, it's cool. And then and then we just drive. We yo, we just get back into the right lane and keep going. And then the semi goes past. Nothing happened. It's wild. And I if I can tell a quick story for Marcus, 
just because it happened to both of us. And it's like pretty funny. We were in Miller, I think, where the Miller Little League field is or used to be. Yeah, it used to be. Um, at one point, they had rebuilt that whole area and they built like a new park and everything. Am I right? I think they they, they, they put new condos or something, apartments. Yeah, there. yeah, there are apartments there now. Yeah. And there's one yeah. area where it was like a playground. There's like a basketball hoop and all that. And they had like a, it's a really f- smooth flat like square pavement uh i don't know how how big but maybe like the size of a small parking lot or something or like it's i'm sorry a typical um full court you know and uh, we wanted to skate there so we're doing our thing we're just practicing doing little flatland tricks and like six of these dudes come running up now i just want to go back for the folks who heard the previous episode i said six or seven and then seven or eight <laughs> I, I couldn't make up my mind whether it was six or seven kids or seven or eight it was six or seven. <laughs> I, I remember I, I, I listened back to it the other day mm-hmm. when it when it dropped, and I heard I like I saw Adam smile because he, he must have been the main one who called it like six or seven. So there's seven or eight kids. <laughs> it was like six dudes there, and they all had guns for real. So just six dudes right. running up to us while we're skating in this in this little flat ground area, and they just like, "Yo, what the fuck y'all doing?" <laughs> each other, and Marcus, I look at each other like. We skating, skateboarding, <laughs> just skateboarding. I just remember not being fearful. Y'all looked at him like, yo, they really have guns. They're really coming this, they're coming this way. And we just kept skating. We just kept testing out our manuals. You, you know who could do it the longest. And then eventually, as the, as like the moments wore on, as time wore on, we ended up like trying to teach these dudes how to ollie and like kickflip. And that's how the story ended. They were like, yo, what the fuck y'all doing in our neighborhood? Well, we just skating in your neighborhood, just skating. <laughs> and we ended up teaching them how to ollie and shit. It was such a funny, weird experience. But yeah. <laughs> we, I just remember not being scared at all. It was wild. Yeah. They, they probably saw you guys as, as outsiders and like, right, let's go scare them. And then you guys didn't bite. So they're like, <laughs> yeah. dang, now what? So now we got to sit here and act like we're interested in what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah right. So what's that, uh, that? Oh, yeah. Ollie. Did that ollie thing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I had a um I had a black eye situation happen to me maybe a few months ago. Time sucks. I don't I don't know how long ago it was, but it it wasn't that long ago. I was driving to go pick up my girl and I was on uh on Lakeshore Drive. And I don't know if y'all really know, but it's that it's a bend when you're going through downtown. I uh, am right I remember uh, that like the wide bend. Uh I caught some black ice. And my car starts to spin out. I'm trying to do the whole turn against the thing. And eventually I go, shit, I'm about to hit this fucking median. God damn it. Like, I literally say, shit, I'm about to hit this fucking median. God damn it. <laughs> and, and mind you, like, I have not slowed down. And I wasn't going fast. I was going like, because it was, I knew it was slick. So I was mm-hmm. going like 20, oh, uh, like 20, 25 around the bend. The, the bend is supposed to be like 45 or something like that. Uh, but I, 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 it might even been slower. To be completely honest, but I I spin out and literally I'm like this close to the to the median and the car stops immediately. Dang, Jesus like took the wheel. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was literally like on some. I was like, this is clearly supernatural because it didn't it didn't stop like like ease into it and slow down and stop. Mm. It stopped like something got in the way. You know what it is? This shit remind me like yo when you when you playing a video game when you you about to go out of bounds and it just like runs into this <laughs> this clear wall. It's like yo, yeah. I can't go any further. What the fuck? <laughs> the shit was really really wild. Um, and it was literally at the moment that no other cars were around me, and I had enough time to Man, like crazy. like because I, I was and I was facing traffic at that point because I had turned around and I had enough time. Uh, like a couple cars started to drive past me and whatnot. I had another window literally just kept on driving but it was it was some wild divine protection shit and yeah. what's so crazy about that is lakeshore drive is pretty much always busy yeah <laughs> so that's the fact that you were able to not get hit by somebody else is crazy yeah, yeah the fact that I, like no one was around for me to slide into or anything like that yeah okay it's crazy how often that happens too because aaron you were saying that happened with you when you were with, with chris like like you were on 65 which is for the most part a busy highway depending on where you're at but mm-hmm. and that happened to me 
back in 2008 or nine time frame when um I, I had that truck that was it the brown truck i think i had the small brown truck and i spun out in snow on klein mm. i think josh you came and picked me up from that too you might not yep, remember. i did okay uh-huh. here's how well <laughs> i remember that i remember that that was the accident that made you never listen to high definition by lupe fiasco again <laughs> that's funny was I, I didn't know that was I, I'm, I'm guessing i was listening to that at the time yeah you were like uh like i remember uh, you said you were listening to the uh when, when the accident happened and mm-hmm. then you got in my car and it was playing and he was like hey can you change the song <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. Dang, that's crazy like, uh, yeah that was i was that was pretty scary too because i was in the, the far left it was only two lanes on the climb but i was in the left lane ended up spinning out and hitting the right barrier like twice like like a 720 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and um yeah and th- there, there was actually a, quite a bit of traffic too but somehow i just didn't hit anybody nobody hit me mm. and yeah that's just a goddamn blessing man it's crazy how much that yes. happens like you just completely spinning out in, in the middle of an actual highway nobody hits you it's like it's crazy i was thinking about that like when i when i think i was talking to my girl about how much i'm like i'm not a huge fan of flying just because uh, Every it seems like almost every other time I ended up leaving with like some terrible nausea and a headache and just disoriented and shit. It's weird. I don't know why it's not consistent. But when the mm. times when I get off a plane, I'm like I'm so close to puking on the plane. It just does something because, you know, it's not it fucks up your um, when you're up there. The, the pressure does fuck up your insides for sure. A little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Um, definitely not. But just true. <laughs> and it's not yeah it's not it's not consistent but that when the times when i get off a plane and i'm just feeling my equilibrium's off i'm nauseous and all i'm just like yeah i'm i'm good for another 10 years of jumping on the fucking plane again <laughs> but when i think about how dangerous driving is and we do it all the time it's much more dangerous than flying a fucking plane being in the plane i think i think it's a th- i think the the danger it's probably more dangerous just because it's more ac- prevalent and yeah, more, more prevalent, prevalent yeah but it's a thing of in in plane crashes, fuck fuck with all these survival shows. <laughs> if a plane goes down, you're probably gonna die. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And true, you, you're, you're you might the the chances of dying in the car are high, but they're definitely lower than a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just now that I'm driving, I guess for my gig, it just I I'm thinking all the time, right? It it. I'm more I'm reminded more often that like, yo, at any point, right. somebody could jump in my lane or I could, you know what I'm saying? My fucking tired, the some sensor could come on that wasn't on and then some shit pops off. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, okay. I was going to say, I, I was going to agree with that like we definitely, I think as just like really as a world, I think we underestimate how dangerous driving is just in general. Oh, absolutely. It's like, and then you get... <laughs> <laughs> and then you have people that like drive like <laughs> lunatics and then they end up getting into an accident and now because of them there's like a 30 minute delay it's like that that is by far the most annoying thing i saw a car the other day it was like I, it, it it went off the road but it was like the the side of the road kind of was come like a hill that goes up mm-hmm. so it was like that but then there was a pole that was a street sign um mm-hmm. the car was resting on the pole so I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how it even got in that position. <laughs> but Damn. my guess, though, is if that pole wasn't there, that street sign, he probably would have kept going and probably rolled over at some point. So I think that pole kind of saved him from rolling back over into the highway. But that's it. As people just. And the thing is, crazy. we have we have our own challenges with driving and whatnot here in the States. Overseas is or just in any other country it's a completely different situation because yeah. the speed limits are different some of them speed limits speed are different limits. some yeah. some countries don't even have traffic signals like auto I was it like in germany somewhere in europe with the autobahn where you could just go yeah, germany. as fast as you fucking want but yeah they but i mean have less accidents than the yeah US. true true there's some there's some places in the middle east that don't have traffic lights it's literally you get to the intersection and you get in where the fuck you fit in <laughs> um when i was in china uh what was it they told us and this is back in like 2012 2013 something like that uh how how you can get points on your license and all of that kind of stuff if you get it uh let's say you get 
I can't remember what the exact math was, but essentially you get you get like a three strike rule on your license for anything. Uh, Mm. And tickets are one strike and accidents are two. Damn. Damn. And so so yeah, so everybody's riding. Half of the people are riding bikes and shit. Like, <laughs> no, God, motherfuckers is, are driving just fine. It, it's the it's the thing of as crazy as as crazy as some of the driving looks. It apparently wasn't a big. Uh, they don't have accidents that bad, as far as I, I knew back then, because they were like, if you get if you get one accident, then you can't do anything else wrong. Period, and there's no way to get those points off your license. And if you Dang. get those three, you lose your driving privileges. Period. Okay, that just that system is just so fucking harsh. Damn. Yeah, that's why they don't have accidents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the the word in itself is an accident. Like it's called accident. Nobody trying, but no, nah, it forces you to be alert. It's just like we talked about yeah. in our previous previous episode, like me being in Bali and like Indonesian people. It's a it's it looks so chaotic, but they probably have fewer accidents because people are just so you're forced to be alert and so conscious. Of everything yeah. you're doing and everybody around you. Yeah. yeah. Shit's I'm, wild, I'm with man. you. Even though that scooter driving in Thailand was still. <laughs> there we go. That's a moment of fear. That's a genuine go. fear. That's a genuine fear that I remember having is the uh is driving that scooter for the first time in Thailand. <laughs> uh because they don't give a fuck about. No, you. <laughs> uh, one that was the first time I drove on the other side of the road. Uh, it's the first time I've gone that fast on something that is not covering my con- covering my entire body. Um, and it's the first time I probably like genuinely outside of like gangster shit back home that I genuinely was made to feel like a bitch because <laughs> the way that everybody else was looking at me be very careful inside of my driving. Uh, and just like seeing some young woman riding sideways on the back of her scooter, uh, as yeah. somebody else drives, looking at you like, yeah, that that is <laughs> that is so crazy to me. When I first saw that, I was like, <clears throat> like, because is the whole balance thing is off? Like, it's like that's I don't know, how, I don't know how it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't either, yeah. man. I would yell at my girl like, "Yo, when I lean, you lean." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and they'll be just chilling, like on their phones, like not even thinking about it, like bothered in no way. <laughs> yeah, we. It's just wild, y'all. I told you I saw that little that damn near kid jump <laughs> into traffic, and I was like, "Yeah, I think we'll just uh, pay a driver today. I think we'll just pay somebody <laughs> to drive us around." Yeah, super. No, I mean, I I got used to it, but that first day, just driving from our hotel to the place we were going to get something to eat before we went to the temple on the mountain. Just that first drive, I was like, I, 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 I know that the tears coming out of my face was because of the wind, but a part of that felt like I was crying. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I bet the, I bet the, I guess this is more of a question, but I would imagine the, one of the toughest parts is like, like their equivalent to our left turn. No. And waiting for the cars to, you know, to come. That was actually fine. Following mm-hmm. traffic is never an issue for me. It was navigating how they culturally uh, um, con- uh, treat traffic. And it was mainly for those moments of anytime you hit an intersection that's got a lot of traffic in it, you got to keep moving because <laughs> you're on a scooter, not in a car. Mm-hmm. And there's so many scooters behind you that's like, you got space, even though it's three inches between you and the curb. It's like, you Word. got space, keep moving. Or like, it, like there's, let's say there's three lanes of cars. That means there are six lanes of scooters. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And all those scooters are still moving, regardless of whether or not these cars are moving. Yeah. Word. And it's, yeah, and, that's one of those things where it's, it's safer in a fucking crowd. A, you know? a little bit, only because you're, you're trying to walk your scooter, but not pressy gas too much and not hit anybody's mirrors and not like I'm, I'm off level because this foot is on the curb while this foot is on the ground. <laughs> like it's, it's yeah, it's a whole lot of, it's Man. a whole lot of management. <laughs> and, 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 and the way they just pull up on the fucking sidewalk and ride the scooters on the sidewalk. Like I'm not walking by you. Like I'm not utilizing no, this. 
this yeah. platform right now. I'm, I'm utilizing <laughs> this platform with my girl right now. Right. And regular pedestrians don't even say shit. They just move. Like they just <laughs> yeah. get it. <laughs> that shit is wild, man. It's well, that's going to be me today. Word. I'm going to be on my bike. I'm going to be in that little biking event with like 30 to 50 people. So I'm hoping that oh, nice. we all feel safe. Somebody's less likely to hit a big group as opposed to a couple couple bikers. So Dope shit. That uh, reminds me of like those uh skateboard crowds that i used to always try to get into but i remember you talking about that man people being like yeah you know we're gonna skate from this part of the city to this part of the city like come yeah. through it never happened damn <laughs> now now to oppose the scary moments um uh what is what's a happy moment just so you know we can end on a on a higher note mm-hmm. uh what, what's a what's a what's a happy moment that you know you can recognize mm. Like one of your one of your most uh significant. Well, I could definitely say, and actually one of the reasons why I thought about this is because I was talking with my girl about this at the park the other day when we went to Washington and we're jumping in that uh freezing cold lake, like off of the uh, we jumped off a cliff. Mm-hmm. So it was just a it was just like a mixture of that slight hesitation of like, yo, this could end badly. Mm-hmm. Like like the slight I guess the word is fear or the slight concern mm. mixed with like the success of doing it that first few times. I mean, like, oh, we good. Like, it seems scary, but we're totally good. So you get that adrenaline rush as well. And you then you want to do it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like glacial water. It was the coldest water I've ever felt in my in my entire life. Um, I couldn't stay in it for more than a minute or two at first. I think that's just because my body wants to survive. <laughs> you know, my body wants wants to continue making it right. past this experience. Um, but like that, that us us doing that, which I think uh, I think there was some videos of me and the guy on Instagram on a story. I think with what you guys commented on, like uh, jumping yeah. off the bridge the first time right. yeah, and mm. our undies. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was one of and like and like when that did it too. It was just it was just really cool, man. It was a. It was an exhilarating experience for sure. Mm. Yeah. Dope shit. AJ, how about you? Well, honestly, for me, it, it would, you know, we are we were kind of talking about our travels and stuff. It would probably be when I went to Thailand, actually. Um because mm. that was the first that was the first trip that I took like that, like international, mm. you know, kind of like bigger scale, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And that that changed everything for me. Like I, I had always been interested in travel, but like I said, that was the first time I ever done a trip to that magnitude. And then from there, I was like, this is like something I got to keep doing. Uh, mm. And the thing about what makes Thailand such a, a cool place to me is um, like, it's one of the places that kind of has, it has everything you could look for. Like if you're into mm-hmm. culture and you just want to be around like the Thai people and learn about what they do, obviously you could do that. If you want to just go there, and do outdoor stuff like kayaking and canoeing and snorkeling and mount 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 mountaineering, <laughs> uh, hiking, oh, whatever. Man. They got yeah. they got all that. If you want to right party and drink your face off, you can do that too. So <laughs> so it's like every they have literally every section in my in my opinion every section of entertainment that I would want. Um, That's and then really like cool. and even like the live the local live. Musicians are some of the best I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh. I won't ever forget. Uh-huh. Me and Kirsten went to some bar. It was just like just a random bar, but these two, was it two people? One. I think it was one. This I should know this, <laughs> but it was one or two guitarists. And I actually, not that this matters, but I think it was a lady boy actually. And okay, uh, <laughs> for the. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just found out what those were. I just found out. I didn't even know. I, I never even heard that term until like three ish years ago. It's just transgender people. Yeah. 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 Didn't just, even know. Just what? Yeah. Just a tired term for it, I guess. Term for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the more common term that they use, I guess. And yeah, like this individual, I mean, I've never played an acoustic guitar played this well. It was just, it was fantastic. So, Thailand, just overall, the overall experience probably be the happiest moment or era. I don't know, mm-hmm. whatever words you want to use. <laughs> That's dope. 
uh, mine is also a travel story um, or even a really, I, th- I think uh, it was two of them. One being uh, the day I like matriculated into uh, the, fr- uh, the full company uh, at Deeply Rooted was a was a really big like marker of happiness because it was like years in the making and training and all that kind of stuff and um um the other being uh new year's eve 2018 i think it was new year's uh new year's new year's eve or day before new year's eve uh uh 2018 afropunk south africa Mm. Yeah. Uh that that trip and that uh the first day of the trip I think it was uh it might have been the second day but there was a cat by the name of uh Nakane Torre. I remember uh, you talking about yeah. We we, yeah. we had we had him in a uh, what you call it. So I might have I might have said the story already. But uh it was a moment in his set where it all hit me that um I had just uh I had just um been inducted as a, a Chicago Dance Makers Forum lab artist uh, for 2017. So it's, this is New Year's 2017, actually, because uh, I was just about to make that piece. Something like that. One of those. 2017, 2018. I don't remember. Uh, I, uh, I just did that. I had just gotten all of these, like, reckon, uh, recognition. Reckon, I had just been recognized. In all, uh, uh, <laughs> I couldn't conjugate that. Uh, clutch, these, get that clutch. In <laughs> these other publications and all that kind of stuff, which was cool. Uh, it was like I was like, oh, my work is, my work is being recognized in some capacity, and yeah, no I'm on a vacation that I paid for with dance, uh, to to my favorite place in the world, surrounded by all these beautiful fucking black people, listening to all of this, all of these ridiculously talented artist laura mavula had just gotten off stage who my who i love to the death of my core uh and this dude nakane started playing it and i started like bawling out in the middle of a field <laughs> uh and uh um uh, this woman who came on the trip with us she looks at me and she sees i'm like just happy <laughs> crying looking at the sky like uh like remember when I uh when I lost that I, it wasn't a fight but remember when uh Philip beat my ass and I was looking at the sky <laughs> <laughs> looking at the sky I don't, <laughs> I don't remember this uh um wait remember when Which? Lamont Lamont pushed me into Philip Philip Johnson Which Philip yes. are we talking about okay uh Lamont pushed me into Philip no yeah Philip Johnson that used to live over by KK yeah yeah uh uh pushed me into Philip. And then made him think that we were fighting. And then he started punching me in the face. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. <laughs> Lamont has come up in this podcast a lot. That's the other dude with, with nefarious intent. <laughs> like, was he a villain this whole time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I love him dearly. But yes, he was a villain. <laughs> But uh, but um, I remember like at the end of that shit, just being looking up at the uh, looking up at the sky, like, what is life? I I don't know what's going on. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in this moment, I was like looking up at the sky, like all the gratitude hit me at once, and I was like, oh, this is a happy cry. Like I don't know that I've ever known what it was like to cry happily. Yeah. And so Lisa yeah. was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and then like she, I love she it, hugged, man. Hugged me and nuzzled my face into her bosom. It was like, <laughs> that was your uh, theory. You were like, okay, I know, I, 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 I know how to get back here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that was probably like a one of the m- biggest moments of like genuine joy I think I've ever felt. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. I think uh, was that? It should maybe think of one time when I was like reading a. A book. I, it's weird how how it. I just feel like it be it comes so unexpectedly sometimes. You know, like it mm. sounds like yours is a little more unexpected. Uh, you're just enjoying it. You just like I guess obviously you're having fun and shit, and it just hits you all at once. Like, it just hit. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a book called The Power of Now, man, and I just start bawling, bro. And this was like mm. for an hour and a half or something. And a lot of what was in the book almost was feeling like I was like. Maybe I was just re- actually receptive to it in the moment. 
Mm. And that uh, was just hitting me at my core. But um, hey, it was wonderful. Who who wrote that book? Eckhart Tolle. I was I like, like, that sounds familiar. I feel like Kirsten has that book yeah. upstairs. Actually. Yeah, it's a, it sounds it's a good one, bro. Familiar. I read it, read it twice, man. It's a it's a good one. But like it's just interesting because that was the moment. Some part of me feels like some of my most happy or joyful moments are like small moments, like small things happen. Um, like 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 reading or something and really being receptive to the reading. Mm. And I just start bawling it just and it like that feeling just carried that wave carried on for the rest of the night. But then I've had stuff where like I was so fixated. Yo, do you guys remember these those Goodwood chains, those Goodwood NYC chains? Mm-hmm. And what, like a lot of people wearing the Jesus piece that Kanye was rocking, but it was like actual wood. Mm-hmm. I think it was like all black or something. Uh, I think James Anderson, the one who put me on about him, like who told me about him. And I ordered one. Of course, I had, you know, of course, I had to be on my custom game. So I was like, I'm not getting one unless I design the shit, you know. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I put the order in. It's taking mad long for the order to come. And at this time, I'm at IUN, and I was like, bro, I was fixed. I was checking my. I was way too fixated, obsessed with this shit. I was checking my fucking email every day. Like, y'all ain't done yet. Y'all ain't done. Yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo, you, yo, be professional. like 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 they're not a fucking artist doing a custom like they don't have a like i'm the only i mean they still it's still a business if they told you it's gonna be done in however many businesses i'm the only patron yeah (laughs) i'm like no no and i remember walking in the parking lot from iun to get into the car and i checked my email and it said it had been delivered and with (laughs) everything in me i jumped up and did one of those (laughs) Fucking <laughs> <laughs> parking lot, and people around me were like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Is-? Like, I mean, they could tell I was happy, but they were just thrown off. I was even that shit hit me all at once, dude. And I, I probably never mm-hmm. jumped that. If I had like, if I was on the court, on the basketball court, on the hardwood, jumping that high, I, I know I could have done some windmill three sixty five It's just a it's just a wild moment. How you know? I, it's, it's just it's just interesting to kind of think about how I could. Had that happen, and like when I'm so fixated on something material, and then just one of my smaller moments of doing nothing but reading the book, being open enough, it's just wild, man. I mean, the the gambit of emotions that a person can go through, uh, I think can you know they can happen in any capacity. Yeah. I don't know that one necessarily means more than the other because you change day to day. What how you care about this material thing may have been really irrelevant at the time. Yeah. True, man. I'm, you know, I was just more so uh, like thinking about how our previous episode we talked about like happiness and joy, and kind of one is dependent on certain things that happen the, the way you want, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. But Adam, did you did you say one? Uh, yeah, the happiness. Yeah, or happy mom. Yeah, uh, Thailand. I went to Thailand. Thailand. Okay, yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. Cool. Yo, yo, this dude just spilled his heart out. By the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, did you go? <laughs> did you go? <laughs> oh, because I'm about to rap, but I want to make sure I ain't cut them off. Uh, I just my, my brain is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of your Formerly Honest podcast. Um, to to tie in together, uh, this episode. Whether you are feeling fear or joy, to recognize the depth of your emotions is one of the most vulnerably powerful services of self-care that you could ever commit to yourself. And so want to encourage you to always do that. We uh, People talk a lot about self-care these days and recognizing that as uh, the trivial things, but also recognizing that as... Not to even be extra crunchy about it, just going like, yo, what do you feel right now? And recognizing what your feelings are that day and being honest with yourself because you don't have to validate it for or to anyone else. And so that uh, I could stop sounding like a self-help book. We're going to wrap this shit up. Fellas, you got any sign-offs? <laughs> I got two. One, pick up the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Speaking of self-help. <laughs> Free promotion. Is, uh, <laughs> I, like, I like reading books that remind me that I never needed to read the book. Um, I like, I like those reminders. I like books that remind me of that. And the second one is I mentioned earlier that, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm serious about getting something started. And as of late, it's the, uh, it's this, it's this dying 
clothes for for sale, the joy of doing it. And also it'd be wonderful to make some money. So I haven't come up with a name, but I'm thinking calling it informal. And I want to know if y'all are cool with that. <laughs> are you, sp- you know spelling it like cool with that? You spelling it like the podcast, or you just calling? I it am. I, I, well, that's 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 what, that's why I'm asking right now. <laughs> so you want us to relinquish our equity? Is what you said? No, no, no. Yo, yo, yo. What I'm saying is, just don't sue me. Don't come for me. That's, that's I don't have to see. It's like I get five percent equity. So you know I, mean, I, I, I only take five percent instead of twenty five. You know what I'm saying? So, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yo, Etsy and Big Cartel coming soon, man. No more excuses. Dope, dope. Nice. That's well, great. I don't got nothing. Just you know, stay. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, just stay. Uh. uh that's the word. Vigilant. Stay vigilant. I don't know why you, you would need to, but just do that. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's yeah. good. People go through their challenges. Stay vigilant. Hell yeah. Word. Well, as uh, for every connection that you make, every conversation you have, every person whom you engage with, we always encourage you to be forthright, vulnerable, and most of all, be honest. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Peace, and thanks for listening. Can't look in the eyes of my brother Without shedding a tear for my brother I really want to try for my brother Cause I truly do feel for my brother